0: welcome everybody to the opening day edition of the friendly confines alongside Chad Gordon I am Ryan Lieber and 2019 is here Chad another baseball season is upon us welcome to opening day I love it, it it's it's uh, I just think about it, it and, and I love it for all
1: baseball fans uh, you know especially for Cubs fans you know we've always had that thought of you know you know just wait till next year and, and it always has been you know when next year happens there's hope there's optimism, there's excitement, and I couldn't be more excited. It's already been a heck of a year. Um, you, you've you got some big news uh, coming up. Even before the Cubs come to Wrigley, you're going to have a, a much heavier left hand.
0: Yes, well, I am getting married next Sunday on April 7th, so obviously that has been consuming a lot of awesome. my time. And uh, you yourself have been going through some personal things as well, so we apologize to some of our listeners that, because sometimes our personal life does take over we haven't been able to be as as bald as yeah. maybe we would be but your mother uh, went through some it, health issues, but it has a wonderful, happy ending. It, it, it's a, it's incredible. I want to talk. Yeah, I want to share this amazing story.
1: She she's been on the kidney transplant list, and and there are, are more than you know eighty to ninety thousand people on this list. She was a perfect match, which happens so rarely. Less than seventy percent of the surgery I'm sorry, less than thirty percent of the surgeries that happen are matches, so more than 70% aren't matches. She was a match, so she actually moved up in the line, got a new kidney um, a couple weeks ago, and she's home. She's off dialysis. Life is really good. So, you Uh, know, nothing can bring me down, and and the thought of Cubs being in my world, Pat Hughes in my ear, Wrigley Field in front of me is a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, it certainly is, and another beautiful thing, our seventh-inning stretch conductor to open the season is MLB Network Radio's Jim Memolo? Amazing. You might remember Jim when he was on the score for a long time in Chicago. Jim now on a national radio show, talking baseball with us. He gives his thoughts on the Cubs season. But let's start in the first inning. Of course, opening day 2019 is here, Chad. So I ask you first, what does opening day
1: mean for you? and and it's interesting and we always say we want to build this community so you know you know this is something we want to hear from you as well so make sure you make sure you're on our friendly confines cubs podcast, uh, facebook page and uh, just search for the cubs friendly confines and let us know what it means to you you know but for me it it i, I touched on it just a bit ago it it's just it's hope it's optimism anything's possible literally on day 1 Anybody has a chance. Every team has a chance. Doesn't matter what the payroll is. I guarantee you nobody has a clue how this season's going to play out. I'm so excited about this team finally being healthy, um, having that edge back. And, uh, and for me, opening day just means, as I said, Pat Hughes. Is, I just love listening to him when I'm not at Wrigley Field. I love him in my ear. Uh, and just knowing that the next six or seven months – I'm going to have Cubs baseball on more often than not in my day. It's a beautiful thing.
0: For me, it just means the beginning of springtime and summers around the corner. Because when I was growing up, even though now I live in Florida, being in Chicago, obviously, I was always looking forward to warm weather because it was so cold. And baseball was my favorite sport. Still is, as I look as the Cubs are having the opportunity to contend for another division title. So for me, it just... It means that the good weather and the beautiful season is upon us. And that's what I love the most about opening day, knowing that it is right around the corner. All right, let's move on to the second inning. And we will talk about the biggest question marks that we have on this team or concerns. For you, what would you say the biggest concern is for this Cubs team?
1: You know, it, there, there's a lot of things there. People have been very down on on the bullpen, you know, the, the lack of, of activity – um, allowing Chavez to go, uh, you know, is this going to be a big concern? I, I think that is, that's going to be the thing if, 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 if a save is blown or if there's some issues with some of the long relief or middle relief or any of those issues, the fact that uh, Morrow is, is, is not going to be back for a little bit. Stropy sure looked good to end the, the spring ball. Um, I would just say the biggest question mark uh, for me is, is, is that and how they're going to step up because that
0: team really has to um, create their own identity. Yeah, for me, it's got to be the bullpen early on. Like you said, did the Cubs do enough to address that situation? Because we all know how this game has become basically a five to six inning game. And then you have to surely rely on your bullpen throughout the season. Are the Cubs going to be strong enough to hold down their opponents? Because we saw what happened last year when the bullpen was just absolutely broken down it hurt them in the long run. Hopefully that can be a source of them being consistent and hanging on to leads when it's all said and done. Let's move on to the second inning now, Chad. So we talked about the concerns. How about the biggest strengths of this team? Where do you see that landing?
1: Well, you know, it's such a great third inning topic. And for me, the biggest strength, I'm going to stick with the pitching, uh, pitching uh, uh, part of the organization. I think top to bottom, with the addition of Cole Hamills, um, with with uh, the renewed uh, excitement um, and and uh, energy and vigor that we're seeing from Hugh Darvish, him saying he's never felt better in his life, um, Lester being just this grizzled veteran, the fact that Hendricks is is now he doesn't have to worry about his future in any way, shape, or form, and the fact the Quintana had some really nice looks. I feel like this five man rotation is is the area of biggest strength that the Cubs have. Obviously, they have a, a ton of, of superstars and potential MVPs on, on the offensive side. But if I was going to put any anything, any energy into where I think the team is going to shine and be consistent, I'm going to go with the starting pitching.
0: Yeah, for me, believe it or not, I'm going to kind of go in another direction here. I know this was like, a source of an issue last year, but I'm going to go with the offense. Mm. I think we got a healthy Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, uh, you know, hoping Jason Hayward can continue to excel. Hopefully Schwarber can bounce back. I think we're going to see a stronger year from Wilson Contreras. I definitely think offensively this team is going to be much better than what we saw last year. I mean, think about it. They won 95 games with basically a broken down bullpen and a, shoddy offense i'm pretty sure this offense is going to get back on track and be able to capture the same sort of offensive uh firepower that we saw in 2016 and 2015. So I'm gonna go with the offense when it comes to yeah. the Cubs. I, I don't think you can go
1: wrong there. And 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 you listed off just a murder, a potential murderer's row. And there wasn't a lot of need to we've got to I mean people wanted Harper because that would have been just a beautiful story and lots of billboards, but we've got the guys that we need that could really blow this up on an offensive
0: scale. All right, let's move on now. We head to the fourth inning now. And of course Hugh Darvish. Well, the Cubs signed a major contract in last year. He was injured for the majority of the season, had season-ending surgery. Now Darvish comes back feeling good. However, he's dealing with blisters, went and pitched in a minor league game and got lit up in the first pitch that he threw. (laughs) So, Chad, how concerned are you right now that Hugh Darvish still is not going to be joining this team when opening day starts for the Cubs? You know, um... I'm, I'm not I'm not as concerned
1: I think I think we're going to see them there I think they know what they're doing from a medical perspective um, it's interesting all this messing around with the new balls and, and how they're trying to do some 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 things to um, you know adjust the the, the The way the balls are, and and whether they're going to be pre rubbed, or you know, there's issues here where the the, the balls are different, and certain pitchers are affected in a different way. I think you Darvish is, 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 you know, it's a bright spot. His energy is out there. I mentioned that earlier. He is a guy that, um, if you really think about it, he was our off season acquisition this year, other than Cole Hamels and 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 Hendricks. Really, you know, the, the signings. Um, we just didn't get him last year. He had eight starts last year. His upside is, is off the charts possible. And so if, if we've said this before. If he's a middling um, sort of uh, uh, a contributor on, on the, the pitching staff, that's going to be amazing um, because this pitching staff is so strong. I said it in one of the, the, the pre-spring uh, break episodes I see you, Darvish, as being our ace when this season is over, and I think we're going to see him having Young votes. He has a lot to prove, and I think we're going to see it. I'm not as concerned about blisters. It's the long, it's the marathon, not the sprint.
0: Okay, so just so we can uh, know some of the numbers that Darvish had in that minor league game that he pitched uh, <laughs> last week. Four and two third innings, allowed two runs, four hits, eight strikeouts, no walks, 71 pitches, 45 for strikes. So it sounds like he's back on the road to recovery, yeah. but will that ultimately amount to success at the big league level, that remains to be seen. I'm a little concerned because until I see the U Darvish that we saw when he was with the Texas Rangers, I don't think this is going to be something we're going to be settled with until we can start to see him kind of come back the way that he once was uh with the Rangers. And uh hopefully that will be the case. You know what I appreciate?
1: Right. You know what I appreciate? Even though you've got one of the biggest days of your life, probably the most exciting days of your of your life coming up, this pessimism that is you're you're known for, and my optimism, we, we're we're exactly where we need to be. I like that you're you're we're, you're you're a little concerned, and I and I love that I'm I feel like he's going to win the Cy Young. Um, no matter what happens, if we get more than eight starts out of him, it's a win. <laughs>
0: well, you're the yin to my yang. Chad. That's basically what it is. Uh, so we move to the fifth inning, Chad, and of course. We talked about who uh, will maybe be the biggest strength or concern, but who's going to be the biggest surprise for this baseball team this year? If you had to break it down,
1: well, there's there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle, and and you could go with an unknown and think, you know, is, is he gonna is he gonna you know is, is is are they gonna step up and and do something? And and that's such a risky proposition because who really knows how. Uh, Daniel Descalal is how he's what what he's gonna do is, is Zobris gonna have one last gasp where he's gonna um, be a stud. I, you know, Javi Baez and Chris Bryant and Rizzo and, and, and honestly Willie and, and, and Schwarber, those guys aren't really up for surprise status anymore. You know, when I think about surprise status it's Almora, um, is he able to break free from the platoon situation? Is Hayward able to regain you know those power numbers that, uh, that he's tantalized with us for. My pick on this one, the one that's going to surprise us and I think the one is that's going to make us all shake us our head at the end of the year is going to be C.J. It's going to be Carl Edwards, Jr., the string being slinger. I think he's going to be a guy that when it's all said and done, he is going to be so consistent. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to have figured out the things that have plagued him in his young career. Um, and I think he's going to be the one that when, it, when, it's, when it's all over at the end of this year, he's going to be the one of the most consistent, relied-upon players for the Cubs staff.
0: So I'm going to kind of throw out a wild card here, but the biggest surprise to me has already occurred. That's Ian Happ. And Hap getting mm-hmm. sent to the minors to start the year, that was the biggest surprise to see the regression in his game after such a solid last couple of years for the Cubs. Yeah. It was tough to see that he wasn't able to kind of take that next step. And hopefully he can figure it out in Iowa and be able to come back to this ball club. But, man, for me to see Ian Happ struggle like he did and for them to send him down, I mean, Ian Happ's a guy that this team was afraid to trade because he gave so much promise. And look, he's still young. He still has plenty of time. But you want to be able to see those guys, like you mentioned, you know, the the Wilson Contreras, the Alberto Moras, the Schwarbers, the Haps. Those are the guys you're really hoping are going to be able to kind of step up in these spots and really be the players that they were hoping for and the reason why they hung on to them. For me, uh, that is the biggest surprise so far for it, me. It's, and it's interesting because, you know, what is the main
1: reason we're in this situation? One, obviously he he has really struggled offensively, and he just has not looked good at, at all in spring training. And don't remember, you know, don't forget, Schwarber had a little taste of of, uh, of, of the small leagues, you know, himself, you know, when he was working out some kinks. David Bodie has made uh, Ian Happ a bit more expendable, because David does have a little bit more upside, and he also has a flair for dramatic, so don't forget David Bodie coming in and, and trying to put an exclamation point on on his presence on this team.
0: Yep, David Bodie certainly was uh, somebody that had a a, a a solid year filling in for Chris Bryant, definitely going to be a key uh, utility guy for this team moving forward. So um, let us move on to the sixth inning. And, of course, the big news was the Cubs and Kyle Hendricks agreed to a four-year contract extension with a club option for 2024, so Kyle Hendricks, uh, the nice news for him, he will be $63 million richer when this is all said and done and really just shows the commitment that the Cubs have to you. To your point earlier about the pitching rotation, but the future of the pitching rotation. John Lester, Cole Hamels, obviously those guys, I mean, they're pitching tremendously, but they're on the other side of 30 and certainly beyond 30. Uh, Kyle Hendricks is the future of this pitching staff, and it is good to see that the Cubs have made that commitment in the professor to make sure he is going to be around here for the long haul. So I love this move. I am all over this. What about yourself?
1: Well, I mean, if, if you think about where all the stars are, you know, where's, where's the window and the window is at 23. And so there's a lot of years left until the 23 season. If you think that's around the corner, slow down, everybody, you know, take a deep breath and enjoy each day a little bit more. So you've got Hendrix, Quintana and Darvish, you know, that are going to be foundational pieces for a few more years, you know? And, and so this is such an amazing, I think, signing in a lot of different ways, not, I appreciate what it's done for for Hendricks. I I love his words saying this is the only place he wants to pitch for, and he loved pitching here, and this is where he wants to have his career. We're starting to see that more and more. But what this story is actually about, Ryan, is free agency is broken as we know it, and the players know it, and the agents know it. And I think you're going to see more and more of these early on. Let's get paid while we can. Let's not wait out and wait for the major deal because it's – you know, it's still, uh, it's, it's, it's very janky out there right now, and, and for Hendricks to say, like Rizzo did a few years before, hey, you know what, I'm going roll to the, roll the dice on myself and, and hope at the end of the year, or at the end of, of this contract, I'm going to be in a position where I can get, get paid again. Uh, I'm excited about this deal, and I think without any other additions to this pitching staff, um, I'm feeling really great upside with him and, and, and Cole Hamels uh, and the rest of the crew.
0: It is time for the seventh inning stretch here on the Friendly Confines. Our season preview, we are joined by MLB Network's Jim Memolo, kind enough to take a few minutes with us here on the podcast. And Jim, thank you so much for taking a few minutes on with Chad and Ryan here on the
2: Friendly Confines. Welcome. My pleasure. Uh, like everybody else, excited to see the season begin. We are very excited as well. Obviously, let's jump right into it, Jim. Of
0: course, the Cubs Coming off that season where it seemed like everything went wrong, but they won 95 games. So it's hard to look at the season as a complete failure. Now we see they have a healthy Chris Bryant going into the year. It seems like the rotation is starting to take shape. A lot of still questions about Hugh Darvish's health. But where do you see the Cubs as far as it relates to potentially the most difficult division in baseball in the NL Central?
2: I see them on one end of the spectrum or the other. And it's funny, nationally, the perception of the Cubs is is weird uh, because, as you said, almost everything went wrong in 2018 and they still won 95 games. But there's this sense that despite the number of wins, there were signs that this thing was about to take a, a, a tumble, about about to go into decline. And I'm not sure that's true. Now, there's part of me in the back of my mind that that nags at me that suggests that maybe there's something to that i gotta tell you i picked them to win the division and i picked them to win the national league uh, you know who are they are are they an underachieving team that remarkably was one run away from from going to the next level in the playoffs last year or are they the 2016 giants who had the best record in baseball the first half of the year or would We looked at them and said, okay, it's time for another World Series. And then they had the worst record of baseball the second half of the year, still made the playoffs, pushed the Cubs a little bit, but it was the beginning of the end for that team.
0: Sure, sure. Well, so let me ask you this. We're talking with Jim Memolo from MLB Network Radio on Sirius XM, giving us a few minutes here on the seventh inning stretch of the friendly confines. So, Jim, who do you think they are? Are they the team that we saw last year, or do you think this is – maybe a better version of 2016
2: what, what's your opinion on that my gut instinct my first reaction is that they're a 95 win team. well it's going to be difficult to win 95 games in the national league period because the league is so balanced and there are no gimmies in that division now even the reds are not going to hand you 12 wins this year so are they the team to beat in that division i still think so i i really do but Chris Bryant, who is he? It was was that that really injury last year? Is he a little bit overrated but still good? Um, who's Javi Baez going to be? Boy, nobody seems to think he's going to match what he did last year. I personally think he, he'll come close. Kyle Schwarber is perennially overrated but still pretty good. And then it comes down to that pitching staff. People worry about the bullpen. I think the bullpen's deep enough that they can figure it out through the first half of the year. And then if their injuries don't clear themselves up, they'll go out and get another arm like they did in 2016. They have the history of doing that. And then who's the rotation? Uh, are, are, are Lester and, and Hamels and Darvish and Quintana all on the way down? And if they really are, how quickly is that really going to happen? I think if they all played moderately well, if they all had average years, they're the team to beat in that division.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm sure a lot of people agree with you there. We're talking with Jim Memolo from MLB network radio here on the friendly confines during the seventh inning stretch. You can catch Jim on Sirius XM radio on MLB radio all season long. Does a great job with, uh, multiple co-hosts throughout the season and you, of course Jim a longtime Chicago guy was on the score for a long time so of course he he certainly knows the Chicago landscape when it comes to uh, Chicago baseball uh, here in the area. So Jim, let me ask you this you talked about the rotation. Of course another big question mark is Hugh Darvish. the Cubs signed him to that huge deal last season. he barely pitched. obviously a lot of people concerned about the injury that he suffered last season. Now he comes back he says he feels better than ever and now he's dealing with blisters do you think you darvish at all can have an impact on this team this year or are we going to progressively see the downfall of you darvish at this point or is it just too early to tell right now
2: can i say he'll be better than last year which, uh, which is in the category of there's nowhere to go but up
0: i hope so <laughs> i hope so yeah so you so you tend to think he's he's going to be on the other side of things in a positive way
2: I don't know that he's the U Darvish who was with the Texas Rangers. Uh, he's not. I, if he's healthy, he's going to give you some decent outings. It's it's really his health is the only thing to be concerned about. Uh, it, so assume that he'll give you something. You're not going to lose him for the, most of the year like you did last year. At least I don't think so. I mean it's hard it's hard to predict injuries.
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, it's it's always difficult when you're not sure how healthy he's going to be throughout the season with uh, all the little things that have come up. We're talking with Jim Memolo from MLB Network Radio, giving us a few minutes here on the seventh. And touch with Chad and Ryan. Of course, Jim, a lot of teams in the NL Central that have improved themselves. You kind of alluded to them earlier in the interview. The Milwaukee Brewers, the defending champions, the Reds, as you said, kind of upgraded in certain positions and the St. Louis Cardinals, I live down in Palm Beach County, Florida, and I got to see the Cardinals a little bit up close and personal during spring training, man, the Cardinals look really good. If you had to kind of handpick one of these teams to be the biggest, um, I guess, uh, contender for the title with the Cubs, who, you, who would you take of those? teams? You know, teams? I love the
2: Brewers. I love what they did last year, but uh, they've got too many questions in, in the rotation and even their bullpen. Is a, is a little bit shaky right now in terms of their health. The Cardinals have so much pitching. I lo- I mean, they, they have the deepest pitching, I think, in the National League. And, you know, when in doubt, I default to pitching. So I, I think the Cardinals are are maybe the scariest team for the Cubs here.
0: Yeah, it certainly seems that way. No, Jim, another big question is, of course, the lame duck status of Joe Madden, who is entering the final year of his contract. Um, I'm pretty floored by the fact that I always thought, and I know you've uh, been in Chicago a long time covering, you know, the teams in the Chicagoland area, that whoever won a World Series for the Chicago Cubs would have a lifetime contract. It boggles my mind that we could potentially see Joe Madden not managing this team after this year. Where do you stand on that? Do you think that this could be Madden's last year, or do you? eventually think that the Cubs and Madden will will come to uh, some sort of deal at the end of the Of all the
2: things you wonder about with this team, whether it's Bryant's health and production, whether it's Kyle Schwarber finally being Babe Schwarber, whether it's Lester and and Hamels maybe getting a little bit older, Darvish being healthy, the end of the bullpen being healthy, the one thing that really baffles me about this team is why there's been such an overreaction by the front office and ownership to what happened last year. There is a, there's a stink of panic that, to me, comes out of what happened in this past offseason when they made Madden a lame duck and basically suggested that he was aloof and needed to connect with his players better. I mean, I, I would have felt more secure about my pick with the Cubs if they simply said, maybe I would have, I, I, I might have done the, the, the opposite and then said, well, you know, are, are they fiddling while Rome burns? But the fact that they, they, they really threw him under the bus suggests that within the confines of the Cubs organization, they're worried that a decline is happening.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy to me to think that this could potentially be the end of what's been an amazing run. Um, on the north side and, and to your point, you know, there's going to be so many guys that are going to be up for free agency. That's why I feel like the Cubs weren't major players. I mean, do you think, though, at the end of the day, we can still see this core and namely I'm talking about Javi Baez, Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo, who are up for free agency very soon? Do you do you expect this team to stay together past this season?
2: Yeah, I, I think I, I think the majority of this team sticks to it. They'd have to really hit bottom this year for them to start considering maybe dealing off some of these guys to kind of rework it. But keep in mind, listen, and this is maybe why they're a little jittery. They sold off their future to, to buy the present. They they, they traded Glaber Torres to rent oldest Chapman. They traded Eloy Jimenez to get Jose Quintana. And now, now you hear people talking about Eloy Jimenez as a rookie of the year candidate and, and well, let's put it this way, an MVP candidate too. They, they, they're talking about Eloy Jimenez in terms of Ronald Acuna last year. So, I, I mean, they've, give, they've given up some prized future to get what they've got now. So it's time to cash in. And I would imagine that if, if they don't make the postseason this year, you'll start to see some changes on the field because you certainly – going to see a change at manager. I mean, Madden to me is gone, whether he wins or doesn't win.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So you, yeah. I mean, which, which to me, again, it's just unbelievable to think that uh, that Joe Madden who here, he's, you know, going to get a statue potentially made of him one day outside of Wrigley when this is all said and done won't be the manager uh, after this year. So we're talking with Jim Memolo from MLB network radio on Sirius XM uh, Jim. So when it's all said and done in your opinion, how far does this team, in your opinion, get? Um, and do they get out of the NL? Do you see them in the World Series? Are they going home early? What,
2: what's your overall expectation of this team this year? Here's, here's the deal I see them going to the World Series. I hate saying, I hate feeding that to Cubs fans because they're already thinking it. I, lo- I, I love to leave them a little off balance, but I, I really do believe that they, they can make it to the World Series. It's not a stretch of the imagination. Who else? Who else have I really seen in the National League among these contenders? Who else has proven to me they can get to the World Series? The Dodgers are the only other team. And frankly, I've got more questions about the Dodgers than I have about the Cubs.
0: Sure, sure. Well, hey, listen, you can feed that all day to me because I'll take that yeah. any day of the week. We're talking with uh, Jim Memelo from MLB Network Radio, giving us a few minutes here on the Friendly Confines. Jim, thank you so much for joining us We hope you can come back during the season. We would love to have you again. Be my pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jim. Take care. Go. And of course, our thanks to Jim Memelo from. MLB Network Radio, such a great job. And, of course, we always appreciate having guys like him on the show. Just adds to the list, Chad, of people that we have had on this program. Chet Topic, David Kaplan, Mark Silverman, just to name a few guys that have been on the program. Now we can add Jim Memolo. And there's going to be new guests that we are going to bring to you here in 2019. And, of course, we are always interested to hear what you, the listener, thinks about some of our guests. If you have any ideas of who you would like to, us to bring on, you can hit up Chad on Twitter at Cubs Confines. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Lever, or excuse me, at Ryan D. Lever. I should know my own Twitter account uh, if you're interested in doing that. Of course, you can hit us up on Facebook as well, Chad. Yeah, it, it uh, it's pretty exciting.
1: Uh, on Facebook, go to Facebook, search for uh, Friendly Confines Chicago Cubs Facebook HQ. Just look for Friendly Confines Cubs. You're going to find it. Um, it's it's a Cubs positive page. Um, you could get on there. You can sh- share your excitement, uh, share your concerns. Um, you know, it, It's a great place to, to see some fresh writings, see the latest news, and, and keep you updated on what's going on in the podcast. And obviously, you're listening to the podcast, so you know how to find this. But, if we can ask a big favor of you, if you enjoy this podcast and if you've made it to the eighth inning, I think you have, you know, because of some of the great guests. Um, please, if, if, you feel, uh, so, you know, if you feel moved to do this, you know, share this podcast on your social media because we're trying to, to continue to grow this. We've got a really consistent audience um, and starting to attract some advertisers, which is allowing Ryan and I to do a little bit more, and, and we're enjoying the heck out of this. And I, 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 we, we can't say any names because we don't want to say it until it's, it's set in stone. You are going to be blown away by some of the guests that we're going to be lining up. Um, here in the 2019 season. So um, we've got two more innings to go. In the eighth inning, we're going to talk about our our ideas for the NL Central preview and kind of break that down. In the ninth, we're going to talk about our predictions for the Cubs. So Ryan, I'm going to put you on the spot first. National League Central, people have said this is the toughest division in all of baseball that could be debated. But here in the eighth inning, how do you see the NL Central playing out and, and who is going to be left standing?
0: You know, I 100% agree that the NL Central is the toughest division in baseball. I mean, every single team in that division uh, has the potential to be really good this year. Um, People have said that the Pittsburgh Pirates, who maybe you initially look at and don't think they're going to be very good, have an extremely strong pitching staff and some very young, strong players. Um, Then you look at somebody like the Cincinnati Reds, who vastly improved in the offseason, getting a Yasiel Puig and a Matt Kemp to improve their offense. Um, so that's a team that I think has the potential to really extend um, you know, a lot of teams this year, not only in their division, but throughout the National League. Of course, the top three teams, Milwaukee Brewers, the defending champions in the NL Central, obviously the St. Louis Cardinals are gonna be back with some great moves, getting Paul Goldschmidt in the off season. And of course, our Chicago Cubs. For my money, Chad, I still say the Cubs are the team to beat, but. They are going to have their hands full with the St. Louis Cardinals. As people may know, I live in Palm Beach County, Florida. I live a stone's throw away from the St. Louis Cardinals spring training facility. So I got to see them play the spring training. I think the Cardinals look really good right now. Dexter Fowler, former Cub. He looks really good right now. It seems like he's regained his stroke. You got Marcelo Zuna, who certainly is going to be an exciting player for the Cardinals for years to come. Um, I I mean, you just look at the list. Paul Goldschmidt is going to be tremendous. He just signed a long-term deal with the Cardinals. And the Cardinals pitching staff is going to be really good this year. Um, I mean, they are going to be a solid team, and that is going to be a tough out for them. So I'm not so much worried about the Brewers, Chad, as I am (laughs) about the Cardinals this year. What about you?
1: It, It is hard to repeat, and for a team like the Brewers who aren't typically there, it's, it's a lot it's very difficult to repeat. They have a lot of the, the core uh, back and returning. Um, you could say the pitching is a little bit of off, you know, bit, bit off and, and the offense really carried them down the stretch. Um, I think you're dead on on all of the teams that you mentioned. And I think the key, really the key, um, you talked about what you were able to see at spring training in Florida, as you know, and, and our, maybe our listeners do or don't know, I split time between Southern California and Chicago. And, um, and I'm a season ticket holder in Mesa. I'm a season ticket holder at Wrigley Field. And, uh, you know, in Arizona, the Cubs just have a bit of a swagger back. They have a sense of urgency. um, And you're hearing that in some of the way Madden is is addressing the team and some of the team policies. And so I think the team, this is kind of a no-brainer, the team that comes out and has a fast start is going to have quite an edge in this division. um, And we're going to see who is going to be able to stay healthy. Uh, The Cubs weren't able to stay healthy last year, still won 95 games. And so, if they can st- stay healthy, this is an incredible core um, of, of of players that have been there, um, that have had one of the most incredible runs since 2015, and they're still there. They're not dead yet, and a lot of these guys are still very young, very hungry, and you know what? They're getting sick and tired of, of not hoisting that that trophy again. So I know they they're gonna want to come out in a in a in a, in a very strong way and I think you're gonna see that from the Cubs, a sense of urgency. And so as long as they do that, I think they can hold off the others because I think top to bottom this lineup, this pitching lineup, this batting lineup, position by position, um, you'd be hard pressed to find a team that is has more stronger tools than the Chicago Cubs. Do you
0: think Chad overall offensively, and then we can move on to the ninth inning, that the Cubs have a stronger offense. Than the Cardinals, you know. I didn't mention Matt Carpenter. I didn't yeah. mention no. uh, Harrison Bader, yeah. Yadi Molina. What, what do What do you think?
1: Uh, you know, I'm not. Gonna, what I'm not going to do is pick apart the other guys, and we can we could do that. We can, we're going to do that. We have time uh, as we do this show weekly. We can kind of we can do that. What I will say is, from the, the the Cubs perspective, you saw last year what Javier Baez was capable of. If he had been able to finish the last couple of weeks strong. He, he would have been the MVP instead of, uh, instead of going up to, to Milwaukee where we get to visit that. Chris Bryant has been an MVP. Uh, Anthony Rizzo has the caliber um, to be a consistent clutch hitter uh, up and down the order wherever he is from leadoff to, to cleanup. Um, Wilson Contreras has shown us flashes of absolute uh, brilliance. You know, having role players like David Bodie, um, who has the flair for the dramatic uh, uh, Zobrist, who I do not want to leave anytime soon because I love him up to bat. He's had one of the most epic clutch hits in Cubs history that will ever be had. And then, you you know, across the board in the outfield, Schwarber has a possibility of 30 home runs. Um, Almora and Hendricks, I mean, Almora uh, rather and Hayward, you know, probably are not going to be your power guys, but from a def- defensive standpoint, That's 70% of the outfield that's covered, maybe 75. And I don't know another outfield um, in, uh, in the central that can stand, you know, that can do that on a, on a consistent basis on the defense. So when I look at the lineup up and down uh, there
0: are, there are players that I think we haven't seen the, the best of. All right. So let's move on to the ninth inning, our final inning of our opening day preview. And of course it is about where do we ultimately think the Cubs will be for me, Chad, I do think this team will win the division. I do think this team has what it takes to get back to the NLCS. Who will they play? There's certainly a lot of teams that could vie for that spot, whether it could be the Cardinals or it could be the Dodgers or it could be uh, a team that we're not even talking about right now yeah. in that spot. Always I, seems you know, to be. there's so many options that it could be. It could be a surprise team this year. Um, is the, are the Atlanta Braves that team? I still say top to bottom, the Cubs are the best team in baseball. The Dodgers, of course, you know, we're not sure what's going to happen with Clayton Kershaw. And I know in the past they've been successful without him, but I still say the Cubs are still the best team in the national league. And I do like them. Here's here, You're going to, Mr. Pessimistic is not going to be pessimistic no more here. I do feel like the Cubs have the opportunity to once again, get to the world series and to play for another championship so that is my prediction for the Cubs
1: yeah I've got I've, I've I've said all along and I said this last year when there weren't a lot of optimistics uh that, that that were were still standing after the season ended because it did end with with such a thud that was a 95 win team with some of their best players injured. You know, the the moment Chris Bryant slid headfirst first um, early, midway through the season, that ruined the rest of his year, and he hasn't been in the same, he wasn't the same since. He's feeling really, he's feeling great, he's feeling strong. Um, you have these other players uh, that that again that were not at their their top level. You had a pitching staff which was depleted by injuries and and uh, early early hooks. You know, whether it was our number five pitcher just not. You know, just really almost being a loss every five days to you, Darvish, only being out there for eight games total. Put all those guys back together, add Cole Hamels, get people healthy, um, and and add the, the, the flair that, that, that Bodie has. Get Wilson a little bit more help so he's not pitching. Uh, he's not behind the plate for every single pitcher, and he can actually get, get some time to recover this is a team I I strongly believe they're going to exceed the 103 wins they had in, in 2016. And I think you're going to see a very strong team that's going to be a force to reckon with. And my belief is always make the playoffs, you know, have home field advantage and the trips fall where they may at that point. But this is a team that's going to win 105, five games um, and have uh, superstars up and down the lineup and nobody's going to want to play them in October.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen again, the, there's, we talked about the Cardinals. We talked about the Dodgers, Colorado, Washington, Philly. We'll see what happens. But like you said, I still like the Cubs chances. I think they are the team to be in the national league. Well, that is going to do it for this opening day edition of the friendly confines 2019. Unbelievable that the season is here again. Always great to team up with Chad as we get ready for another year of Cubs baseball. Enjoy Day one of baseball, everybody. We will talk to you soon.
1: And we're going to be with you every single week in your ear, but uh, can't wait to see each and every one of you at the ballpark. Have a great season. Go Cubs. Don't let anyone say that it's just a game. For I've seen other teams and it's never the same. When you're born in Chicago, you're
0: blessed and you're afield. The first time you walk into Riggle.